Hey everyone, Tyler here, kicking off the fourth season of the Horror Pod Glass. We hope if you're in Kansas City, you'll come down and see us as we now have a pretty regular gig at the Stray Cat Film Center in downtown Kansas City. But if you can't, then we will continue to come to you at least once a month from the hollowed halls of pseudo-academia. We are super stoked for the beginning of this season as it will see a number of strange, weird, funny, and hopefully academic movies that we will cover once again. So this year, in lieu of asking for money or advertising or any of that, we just ask if you like what we do here, that you share an episode on social media, that you send us an email either to Tyler at SignalHorizon.com or you can send an email to HPC itself at HPC at gmail.com. But we want to hear from you. And we hope if you like enough what we're doing here on this program, that you'll share it with other people. Thanks for listening. And here's season four, live from the Stray Cat Film Check this out. This is the world's nerdiest letter jacket. All right. So uh, both of my parents were in frats and sororities and were big athletes. Uh, so when I was none of those things uh, in college, they uh, got wind that I enjoyed debate. Uh, so they got me a letter jacket and then surprised me with all my nerdy debate accolades on the back. <laughs> and they were like, Merry Christmas. That uh, is totally not a jacket that will get you beat up by wearing around school. So, uh, yeah, you welcome uh, to the horror pod class. And uh, <laughs> we are a couple of nerds that really like to talk about uh, the quasi-academic nature of uh, horror films. So uh, we appreciate you coming out uh, tonight. My name is Tyler Unsel. I'm Oren Gray. And welcome to the Horror Pod Class. Every uh, month or so, we'll be here at the Stray Cat presenting uh, a myriad of different films. <laughs> Tonight, we have uh, kind of the, the horror comedy gold that is Night of the Creeps. But before we get there, we always kind of... Next slide. We uh, like to do a few things in a... In a perfect world, uh, it should vaguely resemble what a cool high school class might feel like. That is uh, a perfect world. Most of the time, it's usually us going completely and totally off the rails. Yeah. But tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about what we did over the summer, just to give you maybe some movie recommendations and some other stuff. Uh, then we will talk some about the basics of the movie, move on to the horrors of Greek life, or at the very least, uh, some uh, research that we have done. And then finally, we'll, uh, we'll present to you a little bit of uh, Uzumaki. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. So, Oren, what were you up to this summer? Um, so, I mean, I didn't even realize summer was over. Like, it went really fast. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, now as far as movie watching, like, I watched a lot of old stuff, as I always do. Um, but uh, recent stuff, I saw Nope, which I know you also yeah, saw, which yeah. was great. 
Um, you know, if you haven't already seen Nope, and it's still in theaters, which I don't even know if it is. I, I think, think it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should go see that. Uh, that's the only new, new thing I've seen. I saw this uh, 2020 movie called The Hill and the Hole, which is an adaptation of a Fritz Lieber story, also called The Hill and the Hole. Okay. Which is just a story about, like, a, a geological surveyor who, uh, he's surveying this hill, except his survey equipment tells him that it's actually a hole in the ground and not a hill. Sure. Um, right. And... This doesn't seem like something you could make a movie of, and largely it isn't. Um, <laughs> nice. the, the, right. movie, the movie mostly eschews the story entirely and is a movie about something else completely, though it's really strange and very, very odd and kind of endearing, um, but not great. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is most of the movies that I think we screen. Very, very endearing, probably not great, but hey, that's all right. We have a, a place for them. Yeah. I should mention, uh, we are thrilled to have an audience, so at yeah. any point in time, you have something to add to the conversation, I can almost guarantee it'll be better than what we have. So uh, raise your hand, and uh, we would love to have your input. Did you did you like Nope? I don't want to oh, yeah, spoil your yeah, opinion. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. Compared to maybe Get Out or Us? I, mean, I didn't like it as much, but also it's like less my thing than they are, like... Um, high strange stuff is not as much kind of my jam, my specific jam, and so um, you know it, it didn't speak to me as much. But I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, um, yeah it's a beautifully made film, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I think what is really cool is my high school kids are like they found um, The Office, right? Like during the pandemic, all of my high school kids went into pandemic quarantine and they went through this like, we love The Office and we rediscovered it and there's this this great thing. They're doing the same right now with Key and Peele, right? And so oh, nice. uh, they, they want to show me all the, the vignettes <laughs> and, all, and I'm like, yes, yes, you know, like uh, the substitute teacher one and all that kind yeah. of jazz. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, yeah, but Jordan Peele became this incredibly famous, very cool horror, you yeah, know, director. Absolutely. And uh, it is it was it, it offers this kind of unique connection. Yeah. But I, I tend to be uh, the same as you. I loved Get Out. I loved Us. Uh, I very much liked Nope. I, yeah. Maybe even Love, but it's definitely probably my third yeah. favorite. I mean, yeah. And I, for me, like I said, I don't know how much of it is the film itself and how much of it's just that the... Again, the, the subject matter, like, uh, you know, UFO stuff. I mean, yeah. I, that's not even a spoiler. Like, the trailers make it very clear that it's UFO stuff. Yeah. is just less, like, my specific thing. Sure. Um, and so, like, I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, and it was fun. It was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it had a lot of layers and texture and so forth. Like, we could talk for hours about it, but we oh, probably yeah. shouldn't because we're supposed to be talking about Night of the Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do another episode of uh, a Nope Down the Road. Very good. Uh, anything else worth no, a mention? No, not really. All right. So um, I have done a lot, I guess, this summer. Yeah. Oh, hold on just a second. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I host uh, a three-week-long class at Truman State University where I teach high school kids all about horror movies. And so we just came off of that. I just got home uh, a couple weeks ago from doing that. And it is the most soul-affirming, wonderful thing I do the whole year. We watch 22 movies in 21 days, and uh, it's nine contact hours a day. So, like, in the morning, we talk about the theory behind the films. In the afternoon, we watch the film and then discuss it. So just a shout-out to Truman State University uh, for allowing me to do it. This is now yeah. the sixth year in a row, and it continues to grow. So if you have a high school kid that likes scary movies, send them up to Truman State because that's, uh, <laughs> that's the real jam. 
so yeah, they're going to show you now this thing, which uh, we're going to give away a copy of this uh, at the Uzumaki screening. But if you are not familiar with Dog Soldiers, you need to be familiar with Dog Soldiers because it is one of the raddest, one of the coolest werewolf films, I think, ever. I don't, are you a Dog Soldiers fan? I, I haven't seen it in too many years to really know. Like, I saw it, I mean, I liked it when I saw it, but I saw it, God, 15 years ago. I don't even yeah. know. Like, when it was newish. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it since, so I honestly can't say. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was great when I saw it. Yeah, it combines, like, the practical kind of aesthetics and, and right. work of uh, an American werewolf in uh, uh, London with, you know, incredible storytelling, the Scottish Highlands. It's just... Fantastic. And this new release uh, by Second Sight, who have been absolutely killing it. They've yeah. released um, like, uh, a screening just like this of Lake Mungo, which is one of Warren and I's favorites. Yeah. But this is their latest one with just awesome, awesome artwork and a whole litany of like bonus features where they've talked to the director and all of the actors. There's a big one about the myths behind the werewolves when it comes to the Scottish nice. Islands. But it's like a gazillion hours worth of material. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, second stage stuff is always like always loaded. Yeah, I and mean, all their stuff is packed. Yes. So uh, a big shout out to the second side folks for a uh, allowing us to take a look at it and b for putting it together. They are saving films like this, and, and saving is probably the wrong word. Dog Soldiers isn't going anywhere, but they're investing a lot of money and time into kind of culling all of this together. Yeah. So if you like werewolf films, check out Second Sight because. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty awesome. So, yeah. okay. Our essential question tonight: Can Night of the Creeps give us insight into the spooky world of Greek life? Newsflash: Probably not a I ton. Mean, probably not any we didn't already know. Right, right. I mean, a bunch of uh, mindless zombies uh, looking to uh, spread their parasites. I don't know. Uh, that would be about the about it. It's finally here for Chris, Cindy and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then inside you. They get in through your mouth. And you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Next for us. Night. All right, so we're going to give away uh, some stuff tonight. And our first, uh, our first trivia question, man, I'm hungry. I better head to, there is a particular diner that they show that is also in all of this director's features. Uh, it is a dude's name. Um, anybody want to take a gander? I want to give away some stuff. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right. Congratulations. And your choice today is a couple of uh, amazing things. All right. I have 
the newest copy, uh, or the newest iteration of Silent Night, which is a fantastic kind of independent film from IFC, or <laughs> the bargain bin, uh, this is the entire lost season three. So I hope you've seen season two and season four. So uh, you have a choice of whichever you would like. Yes, all right, we have Lost Fan, I love it, I love it. <laughs> all right, next slide. Okay, so, and you can skip to the next one too. All right, so we gotta chat a little bit uh, about this cast for the for the moment, because yeah. I tried to highlight a handful, but like, I think you could kind of highlight everybody in this film. A lot film. of them, yeah. So, uh, let's start over here with, with our boy, uh, Chris, played by Jason Lively. What what do you know of Jason Life? Not much, actually. Like, when you were talking about him, I was like, this is mostly the movie I associate him with, actually. Yeah. Well, I think it is uh, a movie a lot of folks associate with him. It is not the movie that I associate with him. Anybody know what movie maybe I associate? It's a comedy, straight-up comedy. It, it has Chevy Chase in it. Yeah. It was uh, Vacation 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, European. Yes, vacation? National Lampoon's yeah. European Vacation. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we have uh, Rusty, essentially. And uh, I will tell you, in researching this, I was sadly disappointed that he has not been in more films because I find yeah, him... He's not been in very many films. Yeah, he's, he's, he's charming and wonderful as that kind of nerdy dweeb that I can connect with. Uh, the last film that he was featured in is a made-for-TV movie called Daddy, I Am Their Mother Now. <laughs> and I was like, what is that film? Did, did you read its synopsis? It's I did not, weird. did you? Yeah, so it's like, um, it's not as weird as it sounds, but it's like, it's this, um, uh, like, so this this family where the mother dies, I think. Okay. And um, the eldest sister is taking care of her two younger brothers. Okay. And, like, if it's 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 all this, like, big melodramatic struggle about how tough it is because she has to set aside her childhood to care for her oh, siblings right. and everything. So it's, it's actually not weird. Oh. It's this very, like, lifetime original, you know, melodrama-type movie. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. But he's billed as the lead, right? Right, so, yeah. I don't... It's very confusing. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, I'm all about, uh, you know, transforming gender roles. Let's do it. Uh, but I no, didn't alas, understand. Yeah. Alas, no. Yeah. All right, so what about uh, Cynthia? Again, this is mostly what I associate her with. Yeah, <laughs> mostly a scream queen. Uh, she had uh, uh, several kind of turns. She, the the latest thing, she was in, and I didn't even realize there was a sequel, uh, The Dr. Giggles 2. Uh, oh, yeah, like, there's like three? Maybe. I think. I think it's called Back in the Chair, which is <laughs> like the absolute worst subtitle. But I will tell you, she really does capture that kind of 80s, dreamy, you know, mm -hmm. flock of seagulls hair, you know, just absolutely. Good description for that hair. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is fantastic. Really I will also say, uh, I enjoyed the latest Scream. There, you know, uh, there will be a new iteration coming out in another year. Uh, but she's giving me some Sydney Prescott vibes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I have a soft spot for Nev Campbell. Uh, and finally, uh, Tom Atkins, Ray Cameron. Yeah. I think kind of a staple, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he was in The Fog. He was in, um, you know, a bunch of John Carpenter stuff here and there, uh, as well as, of course, this and, you know, any number of other things up up to, um, like, the remake of My Bloody Valentine from just, a, you oh, know, yeah. like 10 years ago or whenever it was. 
the 3D one. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, so we yeah. should we should screen that here. We've already screened some 3D stuff. Yeah, so. we could we could screen uh, the remake of My Bloody Valentine on on, on February, right? That'd be good. I think the one thing that we haven't really addressed, though, is that director Fred Decker here uh, clearly loves horror films, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, so so director Fred Decker, unfortunately, has directed precious few things, alas. Um, but one of the most Monster Squad, which he made right after this, which has uh, one scene that is identical to a scene in this, which is great. The, the dead guys do not get up and walk around by themselves, and then it cuts to the foot. Like, that's the exact same shot, and everything is in Monster Squad with the mummy. Um, but like, so he did this, he did Monster Squad, and he did uh, Robocop 3, but let's not hold that against him. <laughs> um, and that's about it, honestly. Like, he's done very little, but like, he's written a lot of stuff. He wrote House, the 1980s, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, House movie. Uh, he wrote a number of other films. He and Shane Black together wrote the newest Predator film, which again, let's not hold against him too much. <laughs> not the new newest one. The right, newest not one, Prey, sorry. Yeah, yes, the, Prey the previous is newest one. The yeah. previous newest one. I forgot I forgot yeah. about Prey temporarily there. I haven't seen it yet. Um, you should. Oh, my I, gosh. I not to well, derail this conversation. I don't have Hulu, but, so I'm yeah. stuck here not having Hulu. And not being um, able to see that film in a movie theater is a goddamn trap. Yeah, I'm assuming. So. I'm, I'm hoping it will get a theatrical bow at some point, and I'll watch it then. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it will or not. That would be great if it did. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he's he's worked on a bunch of stuff, but like this and Monster Squad are kind of his two like his, his yeah, yeah his his diptych of like classics yeah. that are all nods to other films. Um, and I mean, one of the great things, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little more as we talk about the sort of basics of the movie. But like one of the great things about this movie is that it is like nothing but nods to other movies, right? Like sure. it, it is both like both you know they drop all the names in the world. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I think it's Chris or or it might be Cynthia. Like is Carpenter Hooper, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it's I, like I, Jesus. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember if it's Chris or I can't remember if it's Chris or his friend, but yeah, one of them is yeah. is like Carpenter Hooper, and it's like yeah, what we cramped two into one person. It's Cynthia Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, Corman University, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but like b- beyond all that, like it it is it is built out of just pieces from other stories, right? Like it's it's nothing but tropes. Um, and the great thing about that is that, like, instead of just being a pastiche of any of those tropes, it uses all those tropes to build a story that is its own story. Yeah. Like, it, it actually is, it functions well as its own story, even though it's made entirely out of, like, a Frankenstein's monster of, you know, like, the blob, um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I mean, Plan 9 from Outer Space, obviously, you see in the movie, uh, Night of the Living Dead, um, hard-boiled detective movies, yeah. uh, obviously, with, with everything about... Tom Atkins' character. Um. <laughs> and I think, uh, Warren, you, you hit on something perfect, right? Which is when we love things, we can either uh, disassemble them and create this new thing that is really fun and, and inviting, or we can create pastiche, which right. o- o- often uh, is not all of those things, right? right. And, and is reflective of maybe the things we love but not done well. Or right. Something. I mean, a, a pastiche, sometimes pastiches are fine, but too often, like, a pastiche turns into a zombie of the thing we loved, right? We, we loved this person, we bring them back as a soulless thing, and that's too often what a pastiche becomes, which it's great when someone does something like this, where it's like, no, I, I love all these pieces, I love all these bits, and so I'm gonna recombine them into something 
that they've never been before, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and not to get too deep within the uh, vaguely <laughs> academic world, but like the, the there is a big fight going on right now in the philosophical and filmic community about whether or not postmodernism has led to this like terrible world that we live in right now, right? Because we can't find truth and all that kind of stuff. Right. But in this way, we deconstruct that truth and recreate, I think, something in a very lovable, uh, likable way. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. That maybe gives us uh, some sort of truth or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah so I, I, before we kind of move on to uh, the more frat parts of the topic, I, I think it is important to at least have a little bit of conversation about our favorite kind of horror comedies from the 80s. Oh, yeah, sure. Be um, one of the movies that I did not list at the end as, as one of my double feature movies uh, that I think after watching this with you all tonight and getting the laughs and understanding the community here uh, are, are all of those Critter movies, right? Oh, yeah. And it gives me big critter vibes, especially that opening scene. The opening scene with the with the aliens on the ship is yeah. straight out of yeah, a critter's movie. Absolutely. Oh yeah, but but absolutely fantastic. And uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have a favorite horror comedy? Is I mean, is maybe this it? I, mean, I, I love this one. I love um, both Gremlins films. Of course, I love the Critters films. Uh, I'm surprised. I, I actually, what I thought you were going to mention when you started this this uh, this this the one I didn't mention was the Blob. Oh, yeah. Because I know you love the blob, the, I do. the 88 blob, um, which this feels of a piece with because, again, both of them are nodding back to 50s sci-fi alien invasion movies um, in various ways. Yeah. And, and deconstructing them and putting them back together in, you know, a very 80s kind of way. Yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yes. I lost words completely. Yeah, it was good. I, and <laughs> I, I'm a sucker. Like, a movie can get me very early on if you give me, like, a drive-in theater or a convertible with a starry sky. Right. Like, it's just that particular, I don't know, aesthetic that right. that screams to me horror films, right? Yeah. And this particular, I, you know, it manages to not make fun of it while including those things that, yeah. we, that we like. All right. So... Let's talk about the real horrors of the film, all right? Uh, I went to college, Oren. I also went to college. Did you pledge? God, no. No. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, I wouldn't have also, but they wouldn't have had me. Yeah. I, I was a nerd like these two. Well, what amazes me, all right? Uh, I went to kind of a nerdy college anyways. I went to Truman State, and there was still a pretty significant frat uh, community there. Um, and one of the big, like the kind of macho frat that was there. And, and I, I, I know I teach now with people that are in that fraternity and they are amazing people. All right. They're great. They're, they're wonderful teachers. So if they listen to this, Mark Harmon, please don't kill me. But uh, <laughs> the, the big frat on campus was were the betas. All right. Oh, OK. There you and go. Uh, I remember thinking to myself, I don't understand why, like the king of the campus. Right. Or named the betas. Right. Isn't that the second place people. Right. I actually don't know, like, I don't know how Greek houses get named, actually. Like, I, I know there's, you know, a whole tradition and everything behind it, um, but I actually don't know what that tradition is. Uh, and I also don't know what real ones are. Yeah, like what they're know, like. Yeah. Right, well, well, I, only, I only know the ones that were at my college, right? So we had, like, a half dozen. Um and then I know ones from movies that are all, like, made-up strings of Greek letters, right? And I right. have no idea if those strings of letters mean anything. Like, yeah. To, like, 
how they got named and why they picked those letters I means nothing to me. Yeah. So it's all Greek to me. My, my yeah, I like it. That was good. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So my experience were that the betas seemed kind of mean and they were always dickish, uh, but the Phi Sigs lived right next to campus and uh, were very inviting to the nerdy debate community to come over and drink. So I like the Phi Sigs. There you go. But they were known to like burn couches and shit in their backyard <laughs> and... Like, like you do. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. And so it was always like kind of the chaotic neutral uh, elements of things, <laughs> which I mean, could be fun sometimes, a little terrifying the others. Yeah. But I, I, like I, I went through this period of time where I didn't know a lot about fraternities. Uh, I didn't care to know a lot about Greek life. And then uh, my eldest son got me involved in TikTok, all right? <laughs> and TikTok is a, uh, I would say a hellscape, but it's really not. Like, uh, it, it is uh, a weird world, and the algorithm is somehow perfect, and I think connects with your soul. But uh, I made the mistake of watching one Bama Rush video, all right? And it is the most TikTok thing you've ever seen. Okay, they all do that. Like, they all kind of look the same and they all do this dance and then they like do this flip and look at the camera and I'm like, oh, what is this thing, right? Well, the algorithm then proceeded to give me every Bama Rush video under the sun. And I was like, I don't know what the what this is, yeah, uh, is but it's kind of terrifying. Well, okay, so those you're, of you're you that don't- You're that, gonna tell me because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. old. Uh, <laughs> so the University of Alabama, all right? Okay. Uh, feels like maybe a university from the 1950s or 60s, okay? I don't know if it is, and if anybody went to the University of Alabama, you could certainly set me straight. But uh, they have a massive Greek presence there. Okay. And everybody gets there like a month before school starts. And they all the girls do these pledged things where they go and they talk to everybody, and uh, ultimately at the end, they get picked by a sorority, okay? Right. Now, what is interesting is there is a whole process. It's all like technology where girls get ranks, which is gross. Uh, but also, like, even in the Greek, uh, like, houses, like, people already got bids. They're in the fraternity. You're divided into the main level, the attic, or the basement by, as far as I can tell, like, how they look and, like, how they present. And it is bizarre to me that a thing like Bama Rush exists in the 21st century. Terrifying, right? Okay, so that is Rush. Bunch of girls arrive, they say, I want to do that, or boys, I should say, yeah, not just girls. I think it's both. There's yeah. not a huge, uh, I know this is going to be a surprise to everybody, I know there's not a, a huge, like, male frat uh, equivalent of this, there's not a bunch of dudes, like, dancing around and doing stuff, but they go, mm -hmm. they put in their bid on bid day, and then they go run to their places and uh, ultimately, some of them live in the house, and we saw what all those houses were. But I want to spend more time on the hazing in the basement. Do you know any stories? Have you heard anything about hazings that take place I mean, in fraternities and sororities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've heard I've heard both. You know, these sort of these sort of media stories. These sort of you know, oh, someone died because of a hazing or yeah. whatever. Right? I've I've heard those. But I mean, also, I heard stories when I was in college, like of the things that people did to one another to make them like no one ever had to go get a corpse. But eh, close. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, the, we didn't have we didn't have corpses handy or they probably would have. Um, but like, you know, th things like that, like you, you usually had to go, um, you know, fuck with one of the other fraternities or whatever. Uh, there was one that had a statue and that statue spent more time not 
on its pedestal than on it. Like it was <laughs> covered stolen. in condoms and dildos. Right. It was, and, it you was know, stolen yeah, like yeah. fully seventy percent of the year. Yeah, at any right. given time, and it was always somewhere. It right, would show up, God knows where. And it was a big fucking statue. It would take like three or four people to move it. It was like a human sized. And they're stone all statue. like freshman pledges that they've right. strapped it to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So uh, I, I was. Oh yes. Chris from Miami, how are you guys doing? Hey, Chris from Miami, nice to meet you. So, uh, I briefly went to the University of Florida, which has a very, very lively uh, fraternity <laughs> life, especially back when I attended. And uh, they had a hazing ritual called anchoring. Oh. And sounds... anchoring in uh, front of one of the sororities was this giant eight-foot-high anchor off some ship that God knows what happened to that ship. They lost their anchor. <laughs> and what they would do is they would strap just via his underwear. You would have your pledge, and he's in his underwear. Strap him to the anchor. <laughs> no. And he had a choice to either stay there all night standing in his underwear next to the anchor or give up the underwear and try and get home. Oh, no. And uh, so good times. it was not unusual to see some naked kid running through. Now, did this is is this hitting too too close to home? Did you lose your underwear on an anchor? No, no, I did not pledge because everything I learned about Greek life came from this movie. Ah, <laughs> I love it. And Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Ah, yes, so, yeah. So by the time I got to college, god damn if I was going to be part of a fraternity. Yeah. I think maybe that like I I was informed the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was not a a single part of my being and I remember asking my father like should I should I pledge? You know what's what's that like? And he described this one incident when he was he was like pledge pledge week or whatever it is. It's not that big a deal. It's fine. Uh, I'll tell you the worst thing they did to me. They blindfolded us, made us run a whole bunch, and then we got in. They brought us down to the communal bathrooms, and uh, they told us that there was a turd in the toilet, and we had to eat it. And I was like, Dad, that's t- that's terrible. That's that's awful. It was like, yeah, but I mean, the first guy was like, it's just a banana with peanut butter on it. I'm like, who's the first guy, though, right? <laughs> like, who's the guy with, oh, it's not a turd. It's cool, you know? No, guys, it's cool. I swear. <laughs> yeah, right. And do you believe him? Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so uh, if Revenge of the Nerds didn't do it, the turd in the toilet did it for me. Oh I was, that was yeah. uh, enough. So uh, next slide. All right, uh, new one. Uh, uh, who uh, this uh, winner of this question will get the lovely copy of Silent Night? Uh, the name of the newspaper. Anybody want to guess the name of the newspaper? I knew this was a trivia question, and so I was looking, and I still forgot to look at the right time, so I don't even know actually. I, I tell you what, I will give it to anybody that can tell me. Well, actually, uh, it is alliteration. So if you know the name of the university, it would be the university. The Mormon like, campus. Oh, there. you're so close. Mormon coverage. Mm, close. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it, I, we'll, we'll go ahead and give it to is you. Is it Chronicle? You the first guess. What even is it? It's the uh, Corman Clarion. Clarion, so, yeah, I'd have yeah. never fucking got that. Yeah, nope. and, <laughs> and if I'm being fair, I wrote that question like weeks ago, uh, and I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't write down the answer." So I was like, <laughs> "I hope I remember to look for the answer." Well, while we're I watching, I did not. Yeah, so good, yeah. good that you did, or we would not, none of us would have known. But but look at that wonderful teacher of yes, the, week, of the she's month. She's the teacher there. of the month. I love it. I love um, it. I love I love when newspapers oh. do the I love when newspapers do the like 
other stories that are going like so like they're they're presenting Julius Caesar or whatever right like I love I love looking at that stuff yeah yeah so I wanted to talk a little bit we have really shit all over uh, <laughs> fraternities and sororities I, I want to at least attach these aren't necessarily horror movies uh, but they are a really important I think fraternity 